I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and Colin, why wasn't Goldie Hawn nominated for this movie? I don't know. My name is Colin Drucker, and maybe it's because she didn't charge for the coffee. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but I'm... Thank, like you. Like Thank you. Thank um, you. Well, you know, she was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress, she and Julie Christie. Um, okay. So there was some recognition, but they neither of them were nominated for Oscars. And it's a good question, right? Is Goldie Hawn a BSA in this movie or is she a lead actress? Um, I mean... An interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I lean towards Best Supporting Actress. Um I'd say it's almost like a favorite situation, yes. the three of them, really. It's it's very much like they're all, I don't want to say after one thing, but they're all connected by this one idea or man, a man. We are here, of course, to talk today about Lee Grant winning Best Supporting Actress for Shampoo. Yes, yes. Um, which I, um, you know, a lot of the movies that we've chosen, most of the ones we've chosen over the past however many weeks we've been doing this, uh, have been ones that we've been familiar with and that we've been fans of or were excited by. And this was one of the few where I was from, I knew the movie and that I knew there was a movie called Shampoo and I knew that Lee Grant was in it and I eventually knew she won an Oscar for it. But that was yeah. about the extent of what I knew going in. Um, okay. And I feel like there's few other, there's very few other movies that we've done, maybe Last Picture Show, where it was like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm getting into here. So, yeah. Um, and I didn't know, I feel like, and we go back and forth, we kind of just choose, you'll pick one week, I'll pick the next week, and this is one of your choices. Um, but I feel like this, I'm like relying on you to kind of guide me through some of this and walk me through some of these act other actresses we'll be talking about too, when we kind of the nominees too. But I didn't really know anything about Lee Grant, but did what did you know about her prior to seeing this movie, I guess? What was your what piqued your interest there? Well, that is a great question because Lee Grant was in one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, which was Airport 77, uh, oh. which was a disaster movie because when I was like 10 years old, I don't someone must have recommended it to me and I don't even know why, but I was awakened, awokened I was I woke up to a little movie <laughs> that you may be familiar with called The Poseidon Adventure. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, and, you know, um, you you folks listening may have heard our, you know, some may say infamous episode on best supporting pod, best supporting <laughs> on very bad. <laughs> game. Where am I? What day is it? 
I on know, the No right? Good, Very Bad Gay podcast where we we dove in deep. We we did yeah, on the Poseidon Adventure and Shelley Winters. Um, and so that movie was it was like once I saw that, it was like, well, what else is like this? What what else is going to give me yeah. this feeling? And Airport seventy seven um, was uh, kind of like the next movie I saw that was like, you know, if you like this, you'll love this. And so Lee yeah. Grant was in that and is phenomenal. It's a great movie. It's it's a I mean, you know, it's got like an all star cast, much like the Poseidon Adventure. It's got a ridiculous yes. situation about this like luxury airplane that that you know uh, through a series of events with you know art an art heist. It sounds very complicated, but things eventually lead to the plane crashing in the ocean and landing on, and and sinking to the bottom of the ocean. And these people are trapped wow. in this like luxury airplane <gasps> at the bottom of the ocean, no. including this like rich billionaire's daughter and grandson who like owns the airline. But Lee Grant plays this like rich alcoholic with her husband on the plane, and the main flight attendant is played by none other than fellow nominee Brenda Vaccaro. Oh, so I mean, we are just we are in we are neck it's an abundance deep today yes. in my catalog. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ugh. I'm so excited for you. Oh. I'm, I'm excited for everyone who knows all of those people as well, because I'm sure they're waving their hankies yes. just as hard yes. as you are. Literal <laughs> handkerchiefs, because it's just a bunch of old ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Great. So, so all that being said, shampoo was kind of just like, it, I think it peaked for me because I knew that Lee Grant was in it. And then it was kind of a discovery that, oh, Goldie Hawn is in it. And you know, and Julie Christie. Um, and yet, I, I'm not ashamed to say on the outset that like while I am coming into Shampoo with a lot of love for a lot of what's in it, I don't know if I love the movie Shampoo. Yeah, that was kind of my next question because we were, te- you finished it before I finished it and I was kind of, I don't know, like 45 minutes in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hot take or, or, or your thoughts. Go on, Colin. Tell us. I'm keen- and I'll chime Yeah, in. I'm keen to hear yours as well. I, yeah. uh, because I, yeah, I kind of was like, well, we'll see what happens. You know, it, it was nominated for Best Picture and, you know, it, it's kind of been, some people have considered it, you know, just a, a modern classic. I, the first time I watched it, I really didn't like it. And then I watched it again, mostly to kind of just soak up the Goldie Hawn and the, and the you know, uh, Lee Grant of it all. And I think what it is, and I was reading a lot of reviews online, but I think what it is that puts me off about Shampoo, and, and I'm assuming people who are listening know what it's about. It's about this guy, George, who's a, you know, Beverly Hills hairdresser, and it kind of charts you know, 24 hours of his life, you know, on election eve of 1968. And um, we, we kind of just see a glimpse into the life of this this Beverly Hills playboy and um, hairdresser. Yeah. Yeah. And but Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty, Warren yeah. Beatty in in what I finally found a review justifying my feelings on in a fairly bumbling, strange performance that I don't think is very good. Um, I don't think he's very good in this. I think it's an interesting yeah. character. I don't think he gives a great performance. Um, but I think an extension of that is I, what I didn't like about Shampoo is that I didn't like any of these people. And so uh. it like wasn't, and not that a movie has to be enjoyable, but I didn't care about any of them. I Like, I didn't care that Jackie left him in the end to be with Lester. Because I was like, well, I don't really care about Jackie. Jackie's kind of annoying. 
those dogs of hers are really annoying. Oh God, the barking, Colin! Stop! It was it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. So I I think that, and I know that it's there's meant to be a satirical tone to this movie, and that these people are meant to be a bit ridiculous, and that it is kind of a you know there's sort of I don't know if you've heard the way that people use the name Chad now as like a sort of like a sort of a dude bro uh, uh you know kind of meme like they when they call someone like they call someone a Karen they call someone a Chad um yeah I guess so I, get that. Yeah, I feel I get like George is kind of like a, a late 60s Chad who's kind of having his wake-up call um and and I think that's all very interesting but I didn't get any like emotional connection to that um with the exception of Goldie Hawn and um yeah Goldie Hawn like Jill that character I was def- definitely very drawn to and and really liked and was grateful for because that was a shining light Lee Grant is amazing and we're going to talk about her but in terms of people I liked stories I cared about Jill was the only one Yeah Jill was the only one who wasn't like involved in that like even though it is technically a, a love like <laughs> I don't know, rectangle, not yeah, a triangle. Right, <laughs> yeah, hexagon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with almost everything you're saying, and that's a really interesting um, lens to see this through because that's kind of articulating what I didn't feel as well. I, I, I mean, I'll tell you one thing. The one woman I was like, what's her story, is Mary the Shampoo Girl. Oh, yeah, Love her. She... I was like, where's her spin-off? Yep, right, right. Like <laughs> Her husband got like promoted to corporal. She's kind of like chewing gum out of the side of her mouth. I was like, I see what you're doing mm-hmm, here, Mary. Mm-hmm. Who was played by Ann Weldon. Loved her. I really did. Yeah, I love that she kind of had, like, we get, the, we get that like short little scene with her in the beginning. And then she, I always love when like a, a yeah. smaller character gets like a meaningful moment at the end, you know? And she gets to have that yeah. scene where she's like, oh, yeah. Like, what was his name? The, um... Uh, the guy that he works with, like, I'm blanking on the character's name, Norman. When she, when Norman, oh Norman, yeah, when Norman's son dies, and it was like, I love that she was the one who was like giving him the news, you know? Yeah, was Norman straight? That's why I was. I thought Norman was like the gay owner of the hair place, but I guess he's straight. Well, you know, I, that's what I thought was really interesting because I think he is supposed to be gay, and what I read from this because it's. 1968 and this is like a grown son is that this was norman in the 40s married some girl that he went to high school with and got her pregnant just what you do um and that was the story that i was inferring from that i see i see um i think and one of the things that bother me going to back back to you know what i thought of the movie itself there were times where i was just like all right what is this all leading to you know i i just didn't know what direction we were going like each girl was kind of set up i couldn't i mean i could not i don't know why differentiate between lee grant and um julie christie Mm. like for the longest time i was like ooh, and then the fact that they style their hair the same i was like what's happening but um i think the other thing is like once things started to go downhill for George, I was like, are we supposed to feel bad for this guy? I'm like, he's kind of a terrible person. Yeah. And he's he's not being, he's not like honoring or like uh, the commitment to like Goldie Hawn at all. Like, I guess that's who he's with during this entire movie, correct? Well, you know, yeah, I guess. Or not. I guess I don't what know. we're supposed to think is that Jill is his girlfriend 
but then Goldie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goldie's character Jill is his girlfriend, but then Jackie is his ex girlfriend, who's also yes. Jill's best friend. Yeah. And Felicia is um yeah, is one of his clients. Just a customer. Yeah. 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 Who's who's Lester's wife and Lester is, you know, having the affair with Jackie. Yeah. Um yeah, I thought Goldie was like kind of the a shining star for me, like a kind of uh, just like a reassurance. Like she is so charming and it made me excited for like our eventual Goldie Hawn episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't wait to see what else she can do. I, I know I knew she was always charming, but like we came in, or at least I came into Goldie Hawn with like the first wives club and like death becomes her. And like, um, so a lot of these movies that, you know, I'd say we're probably in her heyday, mm-hmm. like 70s, 80s. Um, I just don't have a vocabulary for her. So I thought she was so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that I had the same feeling of like, oh, yeah, like her early career is really interesting. And I mean, she's done uh, the, one of the reviews I read was like, you know, she's done this kind of, you know, lovable, you know, softer, you know, uh, slightly daffy character before. But this was in that person's opinion, like the most nuanced and the most kind of like textured version of that. And I agree from what I've seen of Goldie Hawn, like this did not feel like it was a, it was just like a dumb blonde. Like, and I think that that's what I like about Goldie Hawn is that it never really is. Even when she's playing the dumb blonde, she's so in on the joke. And I think there's a lot of moments, you know, I mean, my favorite moment of Goldie Hawn's just to go right to it. And what I think is a great example of her, like smart you know sort of textured acting is that first scene with jackie when she's when they're talking about george and then jackie says oh george is great and then jill like puts she's putting on her sunglasses sunglasses and goes yeah yeah george is great and she kind of has this mannered way of putting on her sunglasses when she says it and it's just it's so informed and like that moment i was like i love you i i yeah like i'm hooked you know really kind of stole the show and i don't even know completely from lee grant but um i'm i'm interested in lee grant's and this is kind of the perfect little segue here Mm -hmm. into lee grant's performance i will start by saying i just wanted more and i say that with like the best of intention and like i i wanted her role to be as meaty as julie christie or at least goldie hahn and i because I did go back and rewatch all of her stuff mm-hmm. just to make sure because I was confused the first time I watched. I was like, who is this again? Right. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's all she's got. Yeah. Just a couple scenes. Yeah. It's another short one. It is. She is only in for a movie that's like, you know, an hour, like hour and 50 minutes. She she is in 18 minutes of it. Okay. So it's a fairly small role. I agree. I I think, you know, you had mentioned earlier that once things start to go downhill, when they go to the, the election party and, like, yeah. things, you know, kind of tumble out from there. Um, one of the reviews I was reading about Lee Grant's performance, and I think the movie has a similar break, is that, like, Lee Grant and the movie are more interesting in the first half than the second half. I think Correct. that... <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. I think that once they get to the party, Lee Grant has... A, a much more limited range of emotions that she's playing out. It's very intense and it's, and I'm, I'm not saying it's not good, but there's so much more like weird kooky en- energy about her in the first half. And equally, I think George's life is a little more interesting in the first half, but once it's like, 
once it's just this kind of like, uh, you know, sex farce, you know, in the second half, I was like, to your point, I was like, are we supposed to care? Like, who am I supposed to feel anything for? You know, I mean, I guess Jill, but like, you know, in some ways it's like, well, isn't she kind of doing in her own way the same thing with this, with this director, you know? Um, So it's like, she's playing the game too, you know? Yeah, like that during that whole dinner scene where they're like stuck. It's like Lee Grant and what's his face, Lester. Yeah, um, they're stuck in that corner, and she's like a simmering pot, and the lid is like shaking around. I'm like, I just want someone to lift the lid. I just want to yeah. get one more moment here. I want her to like tip the table over because yeah, you can feel that, which is a testament to how grounded she had to be without honestly saying a lot in those scenes because she really doesn't have too much to say Mm -hmm. um i wanted yeah i wanted someone to take that lid off just one more time yeah just to kind of give us that i was like almost satisfied and i just wanted more and she's so good at like going to a 27 and like launching i need to see that. yeah she's great at it and so it 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 and well you know we'll get into it as we get into her but in you know her performance but it's interesting how we never we get some great moments but we don't mm-hmm. get like peaky Oscar moments like I have my my opinions of you know when she won it so to speak um, and some thoughts as to why she did win this but uh, it, there isn't that Oscar real moment necessarily you know. Yeah, I'd agree for sure. I, I, I just wanted it, but I can see the attraction. I can see mm. like there's there is enough there already that I'm like, oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I get this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't know. I'm trying to make some clever you know analogy here, but it's not coming. That's but right. I I was still satisfied. I I was I definitely felt better than like, you know, Jessica Lang and Tootsie. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to come back to that I know. too. It's like it's it's God, that yeah. that is always like yeah, the example of the performance that like I loved it. I just don't think it should have won anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great, but uh yeah. yeah. Uh I agree. I it, all this being said, I I'm not dissatisfied with her winning the Oscar. Like she did a great job. What I will say is this crop of nominees I'm a little more familiar with because I've I've seen Nashville and I've seen Sylvia um what's her name? Sylvia Miles. Uh she is yeah. in two scenes, A Farewell My Lovely. So I was able to watch that on YouTube. Uh and I'm I've seen some scenes of Brenda Vaccaro and Once Is Not Enough and Once Was Enough. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the point being that like in shampoo itself, I like I I'm like yeah, this is such a BSA performance. But having seen Nashville, it's really hard that to believe that none of those actresses won over this. Yeah, so I mean, let's get into that. Yeah, really. Yeah, the let's, other nominees. Let's that do year. it. Let me put on my BSA glasses. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's get to business. So, uh. Let me go. Okay, I've got all the tabs. So let's just do the BAFTAs first. The BAFTAs are always weird yes. because the schedule is always a little a little off. Yeah. So, like, uh, technically in 1975, the 1975 BAFTAs, Diane Ladd won for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, but she was nominated um, in uh, 1974 for the American Oscars for uh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. 
Okay. Um, so just a little piece of trivia there. Yeah, those always mess with my brain a little bit. I know. Like, I, I assume what it's... What re- year is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming it's like release dates. I don't know. Um, but other nominees for the BAFTAs include uh, Gwen Wells and Ronnie Blakely for Nashville and Lil- Lilia Goldoni uh, in Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, who I'm not familiar with. But that movie I'm actually very yeah. keen to see. Um, yes. I think that's a lot of actressing going on. Yes, so. I think so too. Uh and then the Golden Globes. So Lee Grant was nominated for Shampoo. There were four nominees from Nashville. Ronnie Blakely, Geraldine Chaplin, Barbara Harris. Barbara Harris <sighs> was nominated. And Lily Tomlin. And Brenda Vaccaro won. I love Brenda Vaccaro. I don't know if I've made that abundantly clear on this podcast. She's kind of the patron saint of In the Details. But I love Brenda Vaccaro. And I I. Even I can say, like, she should not have won the Golden Globe for this, especially yeah, with these other women. so weird. For once is not enough. I watched, like, two clips mm-hmm. of that, and I was like, okay. I know. Yeah. It's fine, yeah. but it's like, it's kind of like the Dublin Zoetrope joke about Laura Dern and Marriage Story winning an, an Oscar and a, uh, you know, a primetime Emmy, you know, guest nomination. Yeah. A law and order. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, anyway, so that's that. That, of course, brings us to the Academy Awards themselves, in which Brenda was nominated for Once Is Not Enough. Lily Tomlin and Ronnie Blakely were nominated for Nashville. And Sylvia Miles was nominated for Farewell, My Lovely. Uh, All that being said, uh, I'm keen if any of these uh, are familiar for you or any thoughts on any of these performances. Yeah, um, I... um... We talked about Brenda Vaccaro. It's like uh, she has a couple quippy lines. Like she's talking to that. Like she plays like this, not like an agent, right, or someone who works like in a casting. Yeah, or like a magazine or, or something, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've had, I've had my nose job. My teeth have been capped. My tits were lifted. My ass was flattened, and my knees were straightened. It's like it's they're funny. Like put that on a toe. Of course, you know what I mean. Totally. It's sort of like I'm glad you're saying these words. I get this and I appreciate it, but I I don't I don't quite get what's going on here. Um, Nashville. I did not watch all the way through, but I did look. There's some saint on YouTube, uh, with the uh the YouTube username of Film Freakable, made a perfect uh cut of all of Lily Tomlin's stuff in Nashville. Oh, it was awesome! Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, it was great because I I don't know if they left anything out specifically, but it seemed long enough. It was like eight minutes or a little bit more than that, too. And I really liked a lot of what she was doing. She plays like the mother of these Mm -hmm. two deaf children. The one thing that's super cringy is the fact that she's a gospel singer, which is yeah. crazy because she's singing. She's singing entirely in head voice, uh, and it's it's. Crazy. I mean, that was what I was going to ask you. I remember lots of head voice. It was like that's this yes. isn't supposed to be good, right? <laughs> yeah, all right. But um, there, I mean, two face journeys that I just loved of Lily Tomlin's was when um, I think the character's name is Tom. He calls her, and she just sits on like with the phone by her and the guy's just talking she doesn't say anything and you could just see mm-hmm. it's all written on her face it's really a cool uh scene and then there's the, the the next scene eventually probably is where she goes to see him play and she's she's sitting in that bat- booth and like watching uh i really loved it um mm-hmm. and renee blakely or not renee Bla- uh, ronnie excuse me mm-hmm. is it ronnie ronnie blakely? ronnie okay. yeah um she uh 
the scene that I did see is where she has like her her breakdown on the stage and she's like babbling about her family life and everything. Uh, and then I watched her sing a couple songs, My Idaho Home and uh, a song called Do's. Yeah. Uh, I um now the Nashville is a movie that we could do a BSAs of Nashville episode because there's so yeah. many women in it. There, I mean, it's a great movie. It's an investment. It's a, It takes a lot of, you know, it takes an afternoon. But um, all of the actors, because everybody, you know, almost everyone performs a song. All of the actors wrote their own songs um, and, like, did a lot of, like, their own character work. A lot of the dialogue is improvised. Like, there's, it, there's so much of the actors in Nashville and in the characters. Like, apparently, like, the, you know, Robert Altman really let Ronnie Blakely create this character of Barbara Jean and really let her bring her own ideas to this character. And I, ah, I yeah, I mean, that. that's my vote to win. I think Ronnie Blakely is amazing in Nashville. I think it's a fantastic performance. Um, Lily Tomlin is also fantastic in it. I mean, it, that's why I'm like, I, I can't imagine, you know, and even Barbara Harris obviously is fabulous in it, but there's something really special about what Ronnie Blakely does in this movie. And I just, I can't believe that, you know, there were so many opportunities for her to win, and I just don't understand. But it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I I highly recommend that you. I mean, I can. It's on you if you just look for "Farewell, My Lovely," and you can just like search for the two scenes. Watching the scenes of Sylvia Miles in "Farewell, My Lovely" because it's like I don't understand what we're nominating here. Like it's <laughs> fine, but like she's in the movie for five minutes. She's she plays like some grungy lady with yes, a cigarette, right? Yes. And it's yeah. like fine. It's there's it's fine. It's just I it's so I can't believe it's what a weird year for nominations to have it should have just been Lee Grant and and as many women from Nashville, the Nashville as they could squeeze queens, in. Yeah, the yeah. Nashville Queens. So um but anyway. Huh. But that being said, uh, Ronnie Blakely did not win and Lee Grant did. And so uh, why don't we give Miss Grant an opportunity in her old wedding dress to accept her award for Best Supporting Actress. Thank you. I really must have wanted, otherwise why would I wear an old wedding dress? (laughs) Uh, I think we had a fight 20 years ago, but he's changed. I know I haven't. But uh, I would like to thank the artistic community for sustaining me in my wins and losses and, and sitting on the curb, whatever it was. Uh, I don't think there's an award for uh, what Warren Beatty had to do to get shampoo on, but I respect him and love him and Robert Town and uh, my director, Hal Ashby, who encourages uh, an actor to fly without a net because you know that he's there to catch you. Thank you. <laughs> So this is an interesting win because uh, Lee Grant, she's been nominated for Oscars, I mean, I think probably like three times before, three or four times before. And okay. um, her first Oscar nomination was for Best Supporting Actress in Detective Story in like 1951. And that was her first role. Uh, she had originated the role, I think, on Broadway and then, you know, was in the movie version. And... Uh, then she got blacklisted in the whole like you know communist red scare thing oh, yes. in Hollywood because she wouldn't testify against her husband, and so that kind of like stalled her career. Uh, and then uh, she was nominated in I think 
I don't remember the years, but there were two other nominations, one for The Landlord and one for Voyage of the Damned, which I think was the year before this. And so, like, she kind of, like, you know, in some ways it's considered, like, her winning this Oscar is kind of like Lee, some people think it's Lee Grant kind of finally getting, uh, you know, an apology from the Academy uh. um, and some recognition, you know, and, and that the reason why one of the women from Nashville didn't win and why this, like, great, but relatively small role in shampoo one was sort of about her talent, but also sort of about like Hollywood politics, you know? Interesting. I think that, yeah, I, there's so much of, oh gosh, like just the, we talked before about campaigning for an Oscar too, but it's like, you have to have a narrative. What is your sort of, what do you, what's your story here? What's, what's the reason why we should care? Not that I, I don't see like Lee Grant just like, you know, shouting that off from the rooftops, like, it's my year, I deserve this. I mean, maybe she was, who knows. Um, but uh, that's interesting to find out because that can sometimes trump, you know, deserving performances. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, Ronnie Blakely, That's that stinks. But it's not that it's, it's almost like a Laura Dern. It's like, I'm happy you're winning, but I wish it was for something else, and fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like there was, <clears throat> I was reading, there's this old blog called, what's such a weird name? It's called, like, Stinky Lulu. <laughs> I should send it to you because they, what they had, I, I think it's a man or a woman, I don't know, but they have all of these Stinky reviews of different Lulu. Best Supporting Actress performances, and then <gasps> this person and, like, five other bloggers would do, like, Best Supporting Actress Smackdown, and they would they would kind of talk about each of the nominees from a year and oh, my it's God. and it's from like you know fifteen years ago. It's magical. Yeah, it's, like yeah, it's a great. Yeah. It's an old blog spot. I'll send it to you. Those are our people. But this is Ugh. that is yes. I, so like, you know, if you're out there, stinky. Lou. <laughs> I'm I'm turning on my heart light for you, baby. You know, yeah. You're our only you're hope. Our only hope, stinky. Lou. <laughs> Is that a Carrie Fisher reference? Yes, <laughs> That's very good. Uh, I planned very that. Yeah. <laughs> that stand-up comedy course really paid off. I know. <laughs> um, uh. So, but the, the speech is charming. Yes, I think that she she does a really good job. She's quirky. She's funny. Um, it's just short enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like people weren't into like the whole like five minute speech. I think yeah. they were very prompt about or just swift yeah without having the music play them off which of course we're used to it happens but uh, yeah, every episode um, every week yeah every week uh but i and i think that's why she was saying the whole thing about like i think we had a fight 20 years ago and he's changed like i think all of that oh. was a veiled reference because i know it doesn't it, it almost seems like a joke that no one really got but i think that's what she's saying interesting yeah so that's the framework hashtag apology oscar hashtag right. apology oscar yeah huh. uh so so lee grant in shampoo um now yes. let's break it down often in movies we have to wait for the bsa to show up and in shampoo lee grant is in the very first scene uh with having sex with george so she opens yes. the movie uh and and we don't even see her we're just hearing her and i and I recognize, I mean, I recognized her voice, so I knew right away. I was like, oh, it's Lee Grant right away. I'm loving this. And especially watching it again, one of the things I appreciate, appreciate about this opening scene is that she's doing, especially in an establishing scene, establishing shot, she's doing really interesting character work with, like, almost no visuals. 
you know, but like, yes, by the time that we do see her, I feel like I have a sense of who this woman is. Yeah, I love the first scene mm-hmm. a lot. My the moment she won it for me is in the first scene. I'm not going to say it. OK, it is. yeah, uh, um, but it's it's it was a choice. Um, but I like how it fades up. It, it, it gets like lighter and lighter and then eventually uh, he turns on the light and stuff. But it's almost like the you know that she's smarter than like the typical girl that be like, hey, where are you going? Mm-hmm. And has like the sheets tucked under her armpits. You know what I yep. mean? She's not a dumb broad, if that makes sense. Yes. Like she's he's with her because she's smart and there's more to her and it makes you want to know more about her all at the same time, which I think is hard to do with just sitting there in a bed. Yeah. And yeah. smoking a joint. Was she smoking a joint? I think it was. It seemed like yeah. it was yeah. at the very end. Yeah. That was one of the moments I really loved is the way that we like stay with her while she's coughing, smoking the joint, her legs <laughs> kick up. It was great. It was just like, yeah. one of the things, you know, just as we dive into Lee Grant's performance and all her choices is that she is like classically trained actor studio. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she is, um, we talk about like technique, you know, like there's the actors that just come in with raw talent. And there's the ones that come in with lots of technique and she is so much technique and it's, it's very reminiscent. It's giving me a lot of the same, it, it's different, but a lot of the same kind of like the way that she speaks, the way that she articulates, the way that she works through really works through lines in really interesting ways. She's doing a lot of Beatrice straight like work, you know? Yeah. Just like you're never worried about what she's going to do or the choices that she makes because they're always informed. I mean, I'll say it right now. The moment she won it for me was when she coughed. Okay, I okay, yeah. Died at that. Yeah. I was like, what a choice to kick your legs up in the air. Cause like who hasn't like coughed like that before? Exactly. And, like, maybe made it a little bit more dramatic. And especially like since she was by herself, it was such like you said, like just leaving her alone for one more moment mm-hmm. after he leaves, she takes a hit of the joint. And then starts to cough and like kicks her legs up in the air. I was like, it's the physical drama. Yeah. It gets me every time. Yeah. It does. It, that was my moment. I loved it. Yeah. I, I love that. That's great. I it's it, yeah. is, it tells us what I think that's so great about that is it it shows us that there is this kind of like a bit of a crazy edge about her. Like there's something about that body language that we see exhibit later in like Yes. Like when she comes home and she seduces him when she's like, you know, still wearing her, you know, her coat and her and her glasses. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. Music on. Right. Yeah. Like there's something about like I that's the same woman. You know what I mean? Like I, it was a I don't know. There was just something that I, I got a very similar like this lady is wacky. You know? Yeah. She's fiery. She's a little feisty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was something. And I agree. I loved it. The, the kick. Ugh. The kick. The kick. I loved uh, yes. It. Um, it's so funny. So the next time we see Felicia is at the salon. And I, I, I do want to just stop and say the salon and the set piece of the salon is really fantastic. Yeah, all the camera work of just like weaving in and out of everyone. Mm-hmm. It's, it was really fun. Yeah, and, and the audio of just like hearing the conversations and, and the way that it all just kind of moved and really gave you a feeling of like, yeah, this is, this is what it's like. And just the aesthetics of it. I loved it. I, I could have spent more time in that salon. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of spending more time in the salon, I think George is in the salon for maybe like a minute and 15 seconds, the entire movie. And mm-hmm. I was like, he doesn't do anyone's hair. I know. He's just out fucking everyone. Like this guy, 
doesn't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I would love to have seen like a hair montage. Like, mm. uh, I don't know. It's like, like, I guess you do see him cut. What's her face? Jackie's hair. hair yeah. Jackie's hair. And that steam room, my Lord. Um, <laughs> but it, it, the way that he touches like her hair, he's like not getting into it. There's, it's like a straight man touching hair. I was like, you need to, Get in there. Yeah. Like uh, the scene, that was my one complaint yeah, this, among many with him. The one where he's like drying the woman's hair with her head in his crotch. I feel like that was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like, okay, I, I'm feeling lots of feelings about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> the salon is. That. Yeah. I know. It's such a moment. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, yes. You're welcome. Uh, so the, and the salon is the next morning. Cause again, like all of this is really happening within like, you know, 36 hours basically yeah and um so it's the next morning and uh uh felicia is there and i this to me i think is if we're gonna try to find like oscar real moments i think the visuals of lee grant with the wet hair wearing the the leopard print smock and just being done like already done um and just being like don't waste my time like and being in a way like to your point, like she's not just this dumb, dumb broad, as they'd say in 1968. This is like a woman who's like, don't fuck with my time. Don't fuck with my time. We're not, you, yes. you're confusing things here. I am not one of them. Don't fuck with my time. And I, oh, I wrote down some of her lines because <laughs> oh, it's please. magic. She's like, I don't need this. I don't need to be put in this kind of position. She's, mm. and then she like pauses. She's like looking through her purse. Like everything she's doing is, I could have watched this scene for three more hours. Yeah. Um, which again, is a sort of testament to like her BSA energy. I was buying it. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then she says, she like pauses. She's like, I like myself far too much. I like oh. myself far too much to be put in this position. I tell you what, it's like, it's Woody Allen. Like I yeah. want to see her in a Woody Allen movie. It's like mm. the way that it was like sort of blocked and he's chasing her around. She's like, you know what, George, you're late. I don't have time. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, come on, let's sit down here. It's It was everything I wanted. Yeah. I loved that scene a lot. I think then, I loved every scene she was in except the the dinner party at the end. Yeah. Right, right. And that, you know, when I watched it, and we'll get to that, but when I watched it again, I, I was able to pick out some more nuances that I didn't okay. get the first time. Good. But I think if, you know, contender and possibly the moment that she won it for me was that line of like, I like myself too much. I like myself too much. Like the, that uh-huh. that re- repetition and the changing of the inflection, like yes. it was uh, it was great. And I just, I was like, yeah, I was swept up in it. And I was swept up in that she wasn't, you know, we talked about this with Goldie Hawn, and I think was what I'm. I think all the women in this—they're not just this. You know, she's not just the like, you know, blousy Haridan. Like, she's not just like the the woman being cheated on by her husband and who's desperate for this, you know, younger guy's affection. She's got her shit together in some yes. ways, and and I think ultimately has her shit together in this movie by the end, potentially the most. Yeah. Like she, I think, I'm jumping around, but I think one of the upsides of the quiet resolve of her at the end, of her just being like, uh, you know, I hope you're happy with Jackie because it's going to be really expensive. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, she didn't flip out and lose her shit in front of everybody. She just very calmly was like, yeah, no, we're doing this now. We're done. I'm done. And I, I appreciate that that through line from this scene with George in the salon to the end or the end of her scenes with Lester at the dinner is that she is still an adult. She's still like, 
she's an adult she's a delusional adult and she's yes got her crazy moments but like she's gonna be fine you know yeah i'm not you're not worried about her no she's kind of she's got it together she's gonna go home and smoke a joint and kick her <laughs> legs up in the air and like <laughs> yeah. order some pizza yeah fuck the pool boy yeah totally. yeah exactly yeah. yeah um so we um training of the next time so that scene happens and that's a great sort of set piece for her but i think and i want to kind of like spend time with Carrie Fisher because I think yes. the next time we see Felicia is when she comes home um and you know to find George there in Lorna's bathroom. Yes, Lorna, love it. So um yeah. I would love to uh, pause and just get your thoughts on Carrie Fisher in her debut role as Lorna. Yeah, I um you know she plays the sort of seemingly like petulant daughter that's just like over it you know what i mean she's like whatever but there's a little bit of there there are some layers like she doesn't like her mother because he says like there's a line you you look like her or like your nose or some physical feature and she's like no stop saying that stop saying that stop saying that and then they have this really interesting conversation and where they say the word faggot at least three times it, and it's yeah. so i mean it's just because of when this was filmed but it was such a weird because like she thinks that george might be gay because he's a hairdresser but why i just don't understand why he just didn't say no i am i'm, I'm not i'm actually straight like he never gives her an answer which is why all of the those words start being thrown around um and then they fuck like two minutes later <laughs> it's just like yeah George, enough is enough here. I think that that's kind of like, and she seems underage, but I don't know. How old do you think she is? Like, I know. College age? I I was feeling like, I was like, I, this feels underage. I guess it doesn't feel good. I don't feel good about this. Yeah. Um, I, th I'm, I was assuming the reason he didn't, and it's sort of ironic because he ends up sleeping with her, but the reason he didn't want to admit that he was straight was because she would be able to sniff out that he was sleeping with her mother. It's like, if you're straight, then you must be sleeping with her. Ooh, and I see. I do remember that line though. Yes. So that was what she was trying to kind of like get out of him. What I, I really loved Carrie Fisher's performance and watching it the second time, I was like, wow, mm -hmm. really natural. Yeah. Really natural. Like, and, and honestly, like there is a, I mean, you know, award for featured, mo featured actress for that moment where he's like, comparing her to felicia and she has no i'm nothing like her and she has that moment where it's like oh you're saying something bigger right now like it's she without saying i'm nothing like her don't compare me to her i don't like her she says all of that yeah and it's like it's all in her delivery it's all in her inflection it's not even in the line and i i was so impressed with that moment i was able to forgive the faggot talk i also yeah. i mean i had i had to say like when she says like you know well, are you into older women? That's kind of faggoty, right? That's kind of a faggoty thing, right? Yes, like, I was well, like, hey, <laughs> watch. Like, well, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I, I was like, guess so. Somebody must have heard the Lady Watch Awards. <laughs> it's exactly. like, sure, gay men, we love older women. Yes, yes. you're right. Your word choice is problematic, Correct. but you're you're <laughs> but you're onto something, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, but you know, in some ways, I was more bothered by him saying it than her saying it because I felt like. Lorna's character was not approaching it from a judgy like, "Ugh, are you gay?" It was more like, "It's like, well, are you? You know, have you ever slept with a man?" Like she was very liberal about that, and I, 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 
appreciated that i could find the you know i, I could pluck that out you know sure yeah yeah no she was really great i i agree with you uh, on every account there i think that she it was just she was keeping up with him not that like you said this isn't his best performance but mm. like um for her debut like yeah i want to oh, yeah. see more i want to yeah. see more yeah um and so then felicia comes home and i i love just the nuance of her walking through the house like george george like just kind of looking for george and whining his name it's it's like i think what's really great about the first half of the movie and lee grant the first half of the movie is that she'll take little line readings and little moments and like just add that that weird edge like like this is a woman who's like i don't know it, it it's partially in heat and partially like unbalanced you know? <laughs> yeah i like that yeah uh, and I, I feel like even those little moments, it comes through. Uh, and then, of course, she walks into Lorna's room and, you know, Lorna says, oh, yeah, George is in the bathroom and George comes out. And I, I'm so impressed that even behind those big sunglasses, I could register what Lee Grant was was expressing. Yeah, the stare off, the sort mm-hmm. of like digesting what's happening, but also, okay, well, come with me. And it's almost, it's almost like two can play at this game. Like, yeah. So you fucked him. I'm about to do the same thing. I think that that I think if she didn't have that kind of inner resolve, even if it comes from a place of delusion, she would have been a little more pathetic of a character. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Because it's all the, the cards are stacked to her or stacked up for her to have that explosive moment. And maybe that's that goes hand in hand with why she didn't explode at the end of the movie. Like she's. Mm-hmm. She's better. She doesn't do that anymore. That's like Katya on All right. Stars too. Because I right, don't right. do that anymore. Um, right. But yeah, it's like she's it's she's almost like a businesswoman in that regard too. It's just an exchange. Like you're gonna cheat, I'm gonna cheat. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. that's that's how it works. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's just like okay, let me not feel anything. Let me just fuck him. You know. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Cutting back yeah. to that Lorna scene. And yeah. Then, because he literally it, just finished, and then I they mean, go to round two. That's this guy's yeah. refractory period is uh, brief. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I think that's the point too. Where I was like, okay, this is. I get why. I guess this has to happen. That he just. But that's all. That's all that this character does. That's all we see him do. It's like I'm not rooting for him to get that loan from the bank. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not rooting for him. Like when he starts weeping, you know. Like I just. Like you said, I didn't like him. A lot. Right. So it's like, okay, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's it it's a it, it exactly. It's like he he keeps making choices that make us like him less and less. And yeah, so, you know, I feel like then this you know there's this, this great scene where yeah, Felicia. I think another moment where she won it for me is when they go to her bedroom and he starts to play with her hair and she's like, don't comb me out. And yeah. like she, yeah, that's a good line. No, don't comb me out. And then she just sits down and like just pulls off her pantyhose and like just gets to business and it's uh, and turns on that music. And it's it, it's such a wackadoo moment. It's it's that is also, I think, when she really won it for me was just the notes that she was playing in that scene. Yeah, it was like she was was she drunk or did it just seem like she was drunk? I think that, you know, we kind of see this energy come out of her in that first scene as well. I think it's just like there's this like 
crazy kitten energy that comes out of Felicia when she's with George. Uh, and I think it's that baby voice yeah. and that all of that is just like activated by him. And I think it's like what it really represents of him like awakening something in her that she's not been getting from Lester. Yeah, of course. But it's very unbridled. Like she doesn't know how to control it. Yeah, I see. I see. I like that. Um, the next thing that we see her is, is it the, the dinner, this sort of like Republican dinner yeah. or whatever? <laughs> like, how do I get... Yeah. This election yeah. party where then all of that kooky energy goes away. And it is just the art of the, like uh, the boiling pot, as you said, and just like the, the, you know, like she first shows up and like when she sees George, there's that, we do see some of that, oh, that, that long, kiss awkward kiss. <laughs> that was another moment where I was like, yes, I love everything yes, about this. Yes. This is so great. And I, and I feel like this is Lee Grant, like figuring out how to do this. Like she's just like, it just felt like an actor's choice and it was so good. Yeah. Um, but then it's, yeah, I mean it, for her, it kind of becomes this, uh, she, uh, sees that Jackie is there, and that, like that all that whole setup happens, where then she is no longer the that kind of active kinetic energy, and is more of this reactive energy. Yeah, it's a shift. And then they they yeah. walk into that other room, and there's like a stare off with Jackie and Felicia, but Felicia's winning. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I can do to describe that scene. And then like Lester and George are like fighting above them, but the two women are still just staring right at each other. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like nobody wins a stare-off of Lee It's Grant. true. <laughs> and then we also yeah. meet uh, Johnny, who's like a little goose. I love him and Goldie together. I think that's like a nice oh, yeah. match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of like, yeah, go to Egypt. You know, this yeah. is great. Um, yeah, so the, I, I, I liked their, you know, because of so much of what happens in this scene is about, you know, this tension between... Lester and Jackie and Felicia and George but I like how it's almost like Johnny and Jill are like the the um Honey and Nick <gasps> yes. from Virginia Woolf. Ooh, you know? I love that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, they're sort of witness to it. And I love that. Yeah, it just like adds texture to the scene because eventually there's that great moment where all six of them are in that little bar area together. And I love how the movie, it's almost like a play. It like brings everyone eventually together into one scene. Um, But before that, there's that great scene where like Lester is trying to be like, oh, uh, this is um, uh, Jackie. He's like pretending he doesn't know Jackie and like stumbling over introducing Felicia. And Lee Grant is just, oh my God, simmering. Yes. Just simmering. And it's, I think she says, we've met. Or something like yeah. that. She just says, "Yes, we've met." Oh, oh, it's, uh, it is. It, I mean, as much as it is, sort of the few same, you know, similar notes of simmering and rage and and cold stares in the scene. Um, it, it's it's Lee Grant at her best. Yeah, it's, she does it's like, it well. That's what she does best. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like, it, and I think we're getting to her really last scenes in the movie. Yeah. Is when she and. Uh, Lester are sitting there at the booth and she just, you know, calmly, not calmly, but like doesn't raise her voice in saying, okay, well, I think we're done here. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that scene is watching it a second time. I really appreciated it because she's instead of raging out, she finds these little notes to play. Like there's one point where she like looks up oh, like, and like, sort of up in the opposite direction of him. Like there's just these 
choices that she makes, like dramatic, you know, physical drama um, that I think is like that's where all of the that's where all of the rage is, is in these like little moments where she like looks away or she um, kind of hisses something instead of like yelling it, you know? Yeah, there's something that I really love about her doing like the like and another thing, you know what I mean? And like it's, mm-hmm. it's comical and mm-hmm. also like she's but she's not trying to be funny too. But I do remember the stairway because there's that like tribal chant going on. It was uh-huh. problematic to say yeah, the, the least, but fine. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of just tension and like sounds. That's why I thought it was coming. But like in a way I feel mm-hmm. that that kind of gave her the opportunity to tell him all this stuff without being noticed because she was being loud to an extent, like where the people around her could he definitely be like distracted mm-hmm. by her. Um, excuse me. But I still think that uh, it was, it was fun to watch and, and in ways it's not like I would prefer it. I'd always prefer like an explosive moment, but I get why they did it that way. And it's, and it's fine. I'm content with that. Yeah. I, there was one line she had that I really loved where she, and I'm going to have to paraphrase it where she's like, well, you know, you better be careful with that business partner of yours. Um, and basically saying like, be careful because it's only a matter of time before he sleeps with, with your, with your new wife or before she goes after him. Yes. And like, I, I love that like Felicia, instead of being the, the spurned wife at the end, she was like, well, you and I are done and it's going to cost you a pretty penny and you better be careful because you're going into business with this guy and he's fucking your girl. So for what I know, <laughs> yeah good good luck exactly you know? it's very beatrice straight of her like at the very end of that yes. monologue, she's like you're in for a world oh. of pain whatever something like that i can't remember yeah the uh you're in for some dreadful grief yes Max. it's yeah. just a different way of saying oh, it yeah. yeah you know and it's funny you know we've we've it, we've compared them a few times but i think it's worth you know lee grant and beatrice Strait are both from the actor studio yeah. so that it makes sense they have a similar approach these roles are similar uh the amount of screen time is yes. similar um and and yeah they both kind of both of their characters end on similar notes of like i think beatrice Strait is probably a little closer to like she, she's not quite as you know filled with rage yeah. but both of them can see that the the real drama and the pain is outside of their lives and with their husbands yeah, yeah it's like beatrice Strait turned the heat off when she was simmering and she like came back down mm-hmm. where Lee Grant was still kind of at a steady simmer. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting comparison indeed, Colin. Um, yeah, but I love that. I love um, that tie. I, I love that tie between them. That's kind yeah. Of I mean, any tie back to Patrick Strait, I, I love, love that. that. Uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, and that's the actually that's that's the last we see of Lee yeah, Grant. Yeah, she drives movie. away, right? She um, she does give him the bird. Uh right, and then that's you know, and that's it. Oh, I, I forgot about that—the yeah. drive away moment. Um, but I mean, it's funny because I feel like the it's Jill Goldie Hawn's character that gets the moment that you and I are talking about yeah. when she discovers George and Jackie in the pool house and like smashes that chair into the door and screams "You bastard!" and then like runs off screaming "You son of a bitch!" Like I think that was like that's what I wanted. I needed someone to yeah, do that. Yeah, you know? I wanted some carnage, <laughs> some lady carnage. Yeah. I just needed that a little yeah. bit too. And and she does. Yeah, the scene the day after when Jill and George are like I guess officially break up, and I love how like Johnny's he's like I'll just I'll call you in like five minutes, and that's what kind of is the end of the conversation. I love how that was sort of timed out. 
in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But she does kind of give him the business and like sticks up for herself from what I remember. Like it's not, uh, you know, explosive by any means, but it's there is like a little bit of an argument and then he's mm-hmm. gone. Sayonara. Yeah. George. And she she's really great in that scene. I I it's interesting that again she doesn't even have that big like you know and another thing moment but yeah what she does have like script wise is really fascinating when she she says I want you to tell me so that I can know that you were lying to me Ooh, the whole I love time that. and I can know yeah. that you're incapable of loving anyone I just need to know that and so he has that whole speech and breaks down and I think in a way it's like that I know that's supposed to be George's like human moment of breaking down but I bet George is probably also used to like appealing to women's sympathies mm-hmm. um, and, and getting that sympathy and the fact that she says, okay, well, thanks for telling me that. Now, yeah, it's, it's such a great, like, fuck you moment. It's like, and then she just hits play and Jerome starts playing. Here we go again. <laughs> it's great i really i uh, it's worth saying again that i really loved goldie hawn in this i think that she a high i think she elevated the role yeah 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 um and then the movie i mean we haven't talked much about julie christie in this uh i think the character of jackie is very interesting but god i don't like her at all yeah she's kind of terrible and like uh she she really lost me with like her trying to go down on George in the middle of that dinner. I was like, girl, this is crazy right now. You are a grown woman. (laughs) I just don't understand. She went from zero out of 700 in like the worst direction. Yeah. You know? Uh, Yeah. And I I think that what they're trying to imply is that she has a drinking problem. And so at the beginning of the party, she just has a Coke, but then she gets set off by, I guess, the whole Felicia thing. Um, I mean, she has that great line when Lester pretends he doesn't know her name and she says, Jackie Shaw. Like she just like, it, it, it's just, it's the rage that comes out from behind your teeth yes. about it. It's so good. Um, but then that sets her off and she starts drinking. Yeah, which is very um, much like a play. Like that's a character in a play for sure. She yes. throws like the olive oh, yeah. at his head or something. That made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I... There were moments like that where it made me think like they would never do a remake of this movie because it's very much dated anyway and there's no need for a remake. Um, but if they were to re- like do this, I was thinking of the casting of these three women Ooh. and I think maybe it was that moment with the olive that made me like go yeah. there because I was thinking if they did this movie today – I could see Jackie being played by Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I could see um, Jill. I wasn't sure. You know, oh, no, I know. Because at first I thought Emma Stone, but then I thought, no, Amanda Seyfried. I could see that. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then for Felicia, I, I tossed this around for a while, and I think I landed on the right choice. Oh, who? Kate Blanchett. Oh, be crazy, <laughs> right? Right. Oh. I mean, it would be so good. She with wet hair oh, in the salon. Yes. I like myself too much, <laughs> far too much, far to too much. This position, George. I just can't go on like this. It's it's so. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So, um, 
so yeah so that's uh those are probably all my thoughts on shampoo yeah. uh, um i didn't feel bad for george at the end no still don't sorry i yeah i yeah you're you're not interesting you're not an interesting character it's yeah. one note that's yeah. that's my note <laughs> that's my only yeah. note it, it's my only note it's just one yeah and that's you are <sighs> um, yeah, I think that I'm kind of, uh, finished as well, which, uh... You ready to wash this movie I, out of your hair? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Rinse and repeat. I need another, I need another layer here. Conditioner, I hardly know yeah. her. <laughs> God. Uh, um, but I, I want to talk about, before we get to our BSA of the week, I want to talk yeah. about a movie that I saw this week, Colin. Um, I actually just watched it last night, um... And it is The Farewell. I watched that last week. You did? Okay. Yes. Oh, finally. We've both oh, seen Oh, this is lovely. What a great surprise. Okay. Finally, yeah. Um, I was <clears throat> I was just, it was on, it's on Amazon Prime. And I was like, yep. oh, this is mm-hmm. like included now. Uh, and I, what a lovely film. I thought I really, really enjoyed a lot of it too. What I really liked most is like, I, as soon as I hit play, I was like, I am... I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like emotionally, like you already know what's mm. going to happen, but the way that they do it in the movie, of course, I like I cried for sure, but there is um I don't know, it wasn't as tragic as I thought it would be at the same time too, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated, my emotions appreciated. Um but I still like it really it tears you apart at the at the very end when they leave too. So at the- yeah. Oh, her waving goodbye. It's too much. It's too much. Um, and then the mother in the car. I was like, ooh. Uh, but Aquafina. I love the mother. Yeah, the mother is great. Um, mm-hmm. Aquafina was great. Um, so mm-hmm. many people in this movie. It's just um, such an interesting perspective, too. And like the fact that this probably still happens in Asian culture, I'd imagine that's the reason why this whole movie was written. Um, is such an interesting sort of way for you to question, would you like to be told if you were terminally ill, you know, when you're in your 70s or 80s, or do you just want to have it happen? It's... Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's a... It's it's not... And especially because I think, like, challenging question and an interesting addendum to that question, and I guess at this point, folks, if you haven't seen The Farewell, like, spoilers... um, what really got me with this movie is the ending and then to discover that the that the real <gasps> yes. life inspiration has is still alive. Yes. And that she has not passed away. And like when they showed that clip of her and I was like and then I just then it cried all over again. Oh, I was just yes. like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Ugh. So what's interesting as I was doing some research on this is that the the filmmaker, she was like, she was never worried about her grandmother seeing this or finding out about ah, this that's right. because she thought, well, she's going to pass away. And so, like, eventually, like, because the movie came out in China, like, her grandmother found out, oh, this movie is based on you. Wow. And so they had to, like, tell her, you know, that all of that was what happened. And, like, you know, so it's kind of this, like, weird continuation of the story that like eventually because this movie was so big and successful like quote unquote unfortunately yeah um, the truth was revealed wow what a moment yeah yeah um which just adds an interesting lens to all of it but i I, sort of lore um yeah one of my favorite things from 
Lady Watch, the Lady Watch Awards was uh. that they were they mispronounced and then stuck with calling her Shao Suzanne and oh, that the was grandmother. Great. Yes. And uh, I think it's Shao Suzanne, I, yes, think. Um, I think. I'm probably no better, but she was fabulous. Oh, she was so great. Fabulous. She was every grandmother. Such a BSA. Yeah. Ugh. So she, apparently she's like a renowned actress oh, in great. China. So I'm glad like, for her. She's not, not, no nobody, but ugh, she was so much better than I, I expected. Like so much more in, interesting and nuanced than I expected. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Farewell. Great movie. Um, <clears throat> I as you were saying what you had seen, I was wondering if it was going to be this. And I don't know if you've seen this yet, but I just watched um, the movie Diane. Oh, I have not seen it yet. Yeah. The movie Diane. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah but the, the title of the movie Diane. Yes. Indeed, one of the gayest things of 2019. Yes. Diane is chock full of women, <gasps> older women. Andrea Martin. Ugh. Um. Yeah, and and Mary Kay Place uh, is it is great in the lead role. It's it is not a happy movie, yeah. and I don't know if I fully understood everything by the end. I don't know if I want to go through it all again, but it is so worth seeing. It is such a lady watch movie because it is just it's just uh, it's, um, Estelle Parsons is in it. Like it's oh, just wow. it's just great older lady acting. It's so good. Ugh, but depressing. I'm, I mean, so I kind of love all of that, really. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think you should see it. I think you would appreciate it. But just like, it's one of those things where like, okay, I have to just like go with. Yeah. This. Is it streaming anywhere specific in case anyone wants to listen or watch it? I who is listening. I think you can. Yeah, nobody's listening. Um, I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and me. Nobody's we're listening. just recording this for ourselves. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I just pictured us releasing these episodes yeah. each week and no one's listening. And no one no one's listening. <laughs> oh, that was oh, good. Oh man. That was good. Uh, was good. Um <laughs> uh yeah, it's I think I don't know if it's for free streaming, but I know you can get it on Amazon and YouTube. Okay. You can rent it. It's worth it. Uh, you know, and support a little independent movie, the five cents they get from my YouTube rent. Yeah. So um but uh these, of course, are kind of our, our you know, warm-ups to our BSA of the yes. week. Um, was there any other... Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to mention. I think it was Diane, though. Um, was there anything else before we no, get into the our other final thing that segment? I watched is actually my BSA of the week. So I'm, I'm, I'm saving Great. it. I'm saving it. Um, and I had... A, Great. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, it's BSA of the week. Yeah. Well, then let's get into it. Our final segment of every episode is, of course, our BSA of the week, which is... Uh, as per usual, as you may know, it is a performance or an actor or a person or a thing or a food or a song or something in our life that is acting as the best supporting actress in our life this week. Yes. So, what is your BSA? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of runner-ups this week. Um, last mm-hmm. week, uh, speaking of, was just the Lady Watch Awards. I was so oh. uh, thrilled and just, I you texted me too and said like, I'm, <laughs> like we're, we were both savoring it. We were kind of cutting yeah. it up in the like parts I was like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. because I would be so sad. And I was sad when it was over because I just wanted more. Um, yeah. And I loved how they talked about all the nominees first. I loved that. That was just like, just oh, always God. do that. Yeah, just give a deep analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is RuPaul's Drag Race season 12 premiered last Friday. And um, mm-hmm. one of, I already texted you about it earlier this morning, but Heidi in Closet is just giving me everything I want and just, I hope she sticks around because she's just 
she's it's like this sort of she's not producing herself it doesn't feel like she's because mm-hmm. so many of the queens nowadays they you know they want to they're already spurting out taglines or they're like trying to promote whatever whatever and she's just there it reminds me of the earlier seasons of drag race like she would be someone who was on an oh, earlier yeah. season because she just has so much natural sort of charisma and like you said on all right mary she's just a goose she's so funny and that accent of hers um i just fell in love with her and among a lot of other queens too but uh, this is not a rupaul's drag race podcast you can always check out all right mary um <laughs> so i will leave it at that uh, but my actual um bsa of the week is a one jessica fletcher i have never watched any of murder she wrote in my entire life and i was sick all of last week um and i'm still feeling a little congested basically like last week after we recorded the sun was like setting on my life and then i just died (laughs) uh you could like hear it in the episode too by the end i'm like um sniffly but i was on amazon prime and i saw tv shows you might like it says and i saw murder she wrote Mm -hmm. i was like yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time for me to be introduced mm-hmm. to Jessica Fletcher and the wonderful world of Murder, She Wrote. And I am just loving it so mm. much. Have you have you watched, Colin? What is your relationship? I have I have attempted to dip my toe in the waters a few times because I had the impression that like, yeah. once you get in, the water's fine yeah. and you're going to love it. And I haven't quite gotten in there yet. So I'm loving this because I'm like, okay, great what am I get? I need. Yes. Tell me, tell me what you're loving about it. So this is what I will say. I love the episodes where she is in her hometown. The best. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something Cabot Cove. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's something. I don't know why I know that. (laughs) That's great. There's something about that sort of new England feel that I just really love. And everyone's always wearing a sweater and it's always fall. And, and sometimes it rains and she knows every, like the opening credits alone are, just magical the way that she just like walks throughout the town and she's waving to the people rapidly like it's just uh it reminds me of like barefoot contessa a little bit just like the cringiness of that and also like i love everything that you're doing here um so i will say those are my favorite episodes when she's in her hometown but obviously she has to travel and people get murdered all over the country and she has to like those it is a little crazy and like the the grand scheme of like every episode there's a murder it's nuts um yeah this woman is surrounded with by death yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and sometimes she like she's always the nosy woman who um is who like basically solves the murder in every episode and like there's like the bumbling police officer there's like get out of here lady you don't know anything and she's like but she's so charming i love everything about her i love the glasses i love her outfits um there's something very calming and relaxing about her just watching her and how she moves um throughout each episode and sometimes it's it's cheese i will say but there's Mm -hmm. something about it that you just kind of you just kind of like um okay so yeah yeah get back into it i'm looking for more like comfort tv comfortable tv and this i I feel like i need to embrace this okay i'm gonna take this on you were not wrong about lizzo a lot of great guest stars too colin some Mm. women it's great yeah yeah rue is always singing he'll always mention someone oh they guessed it on murder she sat down and she wrote so 
Um, and no, he loves that show. So it's good enough for Rue. It's two, good enough for you. Two wise bald gays in my <laughs> <know> life. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm looking for one more, and I'll start watching. Yeah, so. Yes. <laughs> um, well, that's great. Thank you yeah. for that. Um, what about you? Well, I, I have to say, my BSA of the week is uh, the presidential suite episode of Shit's Creek. <gasps> okay, yes. And the incredible performance by Annie Murphy as Alexis, Alexis Rose, Rose in this episode. Emmy episode. Yeah. Her Emmy episode, she I, I don't know if it's the it might be the first time Alexis has ever talked through tears, okay. but it is certainly one of the most effective. Um it is so good. The episode is so good. I, I will actually say this episode she is great and Catherine O'Hara who is I have I have gone back and like been re- old watching old episodes and I feel like in the past I've said oh you know I think Moira Rose is funny but she never makes me laugh or I think you know like I didn't really fully appreciate but I re- respected her performance I have just been so blinded by how good she mm-hmm. is from the beginning and so like before I get into Alexis in general my BSA is also Catherine O'Hara is Moira uh, Rose yes um, I support that. There is a moment, even from season one, the episode where she's where she's recording the commercial for Herbert Lehner's yeah. Fruit Wines, where she gets drunk because she's fucking up and she's in her trailer and Johnny has to go in and give her the pep talk and he like manages to like, you know, bring her back and she when she looks at him she goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking nail it and it's yes. it is so good yes, the and delivery. I was just like it's oh, great the, it's just so good and she is. In the presidential suite episode, she has this moment. Have you watched the episode? I have. Okay. So when when Johnny is saying we can't stay here, like you know, we can't use this, you know, our assets as property, and she says, you know, something about like, uh, careful you don't get, you know, vertigo. Careful lest you get vertigo from there, that moral high ground of yours. And then she walks away and does this like petulant waving of the of the um of the duster like waving it over the the picture frame and like the lamp and looking yes. at him and it's it is one of her funniest moments she is so good in this episode in this season in the last episode when she says our designated grapes i just like <laughs> i am yes i i just i need to first just appreciate like it's so much better than i even realized yeah. i take back anything remotely negative i could have possibly ever said about moira rose or Catherine o'hara because it's genius um yeah. that being said my bsa of the week is alexis in this episode i uh she when she said you know this was a lot better when, before we started talking like at the end of that first scene with ted and yeah. her voice starts to break i was like well i'm done yeah and then she has that scene with twyla and there's that great moment where Twyla says, like, I know you, Alexis, and you always figure it out. And Alexis kind of, like, suppresses a little sob in her throat. She goes, mm. And it's, oh, it's so good. And then in the last scene with Ted, she looks amazing. The two of them, it's just such a great moment. Yeah, they're uh, such a beautiful couple. Yeah. yeah. And Their and they clothes just. clothes are always great. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like Ted. I have such a crush on Ted. I think he's oh, so yeah. cute. All he's all his like, puns. Yes. I, it's it's great. And the beard. It's it's a great mix. Um, but I just. I I think I, I had certainly started season six being a little 
not sure about this season. And I have, I, this is like series best work these past couple episodes. Yeah, it's the momentum. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's like the snowball that's now turned into a bigger snowball that I, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but yes, the <laughs> momentum is is there. I will say honestly, I didn't feel all the feels, but I want to go back and watch wow. it because I want to. I know, and I wow. hate that because I remember you texted me, and I feel like another person texted me, and Keon and I both watched it together. I think what spoiled it for me—not spoiled. There's nothing to spoil. Um, is that I was more thinking about how the relationship itself just kind of like ended. It's like, we all knew that this was coming, I guess, mm-hmm. the, without giving anything away really. Um, but I did like how it was framed. I did like, like they both got what they needed from each other and now mm-hmm. it's time to just like move on. Um, but I, I was looking for it and I wanted it. So I'm going to go, I am going to go back and watch it. I feel like I, I don't know if I was just, maybe on too much NyQuil at the time and I was a little bit dizzy. I need to clear my head. Maybe. Um, but I mean, I love Annie Murphy and I'm mm-hmm. always I, just as much as you do and I'm looking for those moments. So I, I'm i excited to revisit it. I will watch it again and hopefully feel that. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, especially that scene when they first start talking about it in the bed, like she is doing so much in that scene. Like that's definitely worth watching is okay. all of the tiny things that she's doing it, it it's like it's just incredible it's like it's just the the way she plays with her hair is so informed um yeah. it's just genius and i think maybe um to build on like Catherine o'hara i think a lot of Catherine o'hara's at least like comedy or like her laughs are in her lines mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily physical comedy because she says something ridiculous and then walks out she's always a little bit like more poised so even with like the idea with her with the feather duster and kind of mm-hmm. doing the physical comp where Alexis is always sort of like adding little things that mm-hmm. we're like it's more funny to watch where Moira Rose is more funny to listen to because of all the you know the crazy shit that she says too so I'm glad that there's a little bit of that physical comedy coming in with Catherine O'Hara I, I need more of that I, I but with that being yeah. said she's still really doing great things despite that yeah O'Hara, yeah and it's it's definitely because I feel I feel like rewatching it again. I'm like picking up on so many more nuances and like re- like picking up details about Moira's backstory and like realizing yeah. oh she like grew up poor and like has this like almost in some ways it's like if we were to see Moira's hometown it probably doesn't look that much different from Shit's Creek itself. And I feel like I've started to appreciate more it's kind of like the work that she does in Christopher Guest movies where it's like at first you see this person and you think, oh, this is this crazy caricature. But then the more you watch and listen, the more depth that appears and the more like history that appears. And it's like, I've, I'm just really getting like Moira Rose is, you know, it's easy to get almost like caught up in just like the vernacular of Moira Rose. Sure. I think it's called like petty fogging or something like that or petty fog, petty fogging, but it's, and I, and I think that in some ways, I think that that was the kind of humor about her that I was like, well, that's funny, but it doesn't make me laugh. But the more I've watched it, it's all of the other stuff yeah. that I'm starting to see now that took me like four or five watches that yeah. I'm really loving. And the feather duster moment is like all of that work, like gold standard peak example, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I just uh, Schitt's Creek is. Uh, I just I just love that show. I just I'm so happy that that show is um, uh, alive. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> as I was gonna say, like made in our lifetime. Yeah, what are we looking for yeah. here that we're in a time um, where you know Schitt's Creek happened. <laughs> exactly. We're like searching for it. I'm like, I think we need a belt here. Yeah, I think we need a belt um, here, or you know. Maybe we just need to get played off the podcast. Oh, oh well, much. here it is. It's too much. It's too much. We liked ourselves too much. Uh, <laughs> and now we have to go. Yes. Um, so as we get escorted off this podcast, where can people share their thoughts, feelings, and um, whatnot with you or us? Yeah, uh, they can always email us. Uh, email the official podcast email address, <laughs> which is... <laughs> I'll just keep going. Yeah, the music makes us nervous, I think. I know. I can't think. (laughs) Which is thebsapod at gmail.com. And you can also uh, talk with us on Twitter. Send us a message. Send us a tweet uh, at bsapod on Twitter. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. How about you, Colin? Where can we find you? Well, um, if you do want to hear more RuPaul's Drag Race talk, you can uh, catch all of our season 12 recaps uh, on Alright Mary, um, or you can hear more Celebration of Nuance on In the Details, which is a Celebration of Nuance, or you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker or Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Lovely. Yeah. Well, this has been just a... um, a lovely, a lovely little, you know, wash and set with Lee Grant. Yeah. Um, and uh, we want to say a very special thank you to all our fellow nominees, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bonnie Blakely, Lily Tomlin, the, the women of Nashville. The women of Nashville. Just we say it. We'll be back and we will re- we will cover all of the women of Nashville at some point. Yeah, um, that'll be an epic episode. Maybe it'll be a two-parter. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be so good. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. We want to thank her. Yes. Um... And Sylvia Miles, Brenda so, Vaccaro. Yeah, thanks for being there. Um, we'll we'll see you next time. Yeah, and, Jessica Fletcher. Uh, and wait. Jessica Fletcher and Alexis Rose and Moira Rose. We thank we you. Love and we love you. And finally that, as they say. Is that. There it is. All right. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>